0: The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
1: Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. Can I see a smile, please? Good funny lady Fran Capo will help you smile today, and then marketing phenomenon Jeffrey Hazlett will share the rewards of being relentless. But first, we begin with a simple concept, something to smile about indeed. Life is good. You've seen that slogan on t-shirts and coffee mugs and frisbees. This worldwide movement was started by a pair of brothers in Boston, Today, they're on a quest to raise a million dollars for their kids' foundation. Hashtag, grow the good. Their book tells the story. It's called Life is Good, the book. I have two copies to share this week. Bert and John Jacobs were driving around in a car one day when they decided they need to put some positivity into the world. Eventually, they came up with the 10 superpowers of optimism. How many are you well-versed in? Openness. Courage. Simplicity. Humor gratitude, compassion, fun, creativity, authenticity, and love. And those are the superpowers reflected in all their adorable Life is Good designs. Stick figures on bicycles or snowshoeing with a dog. Flowers growing out of a hiking boot. Moms and dads, listen to this. It was positive dinnertime conversation that planted the seed for all of those characters and the Life is Good slogan when the Jacob brothers were young. Bert and John Jacobs are here. And Bert, how did it all start?
2: You know, it began uh, 21 years ago. When we were traveling in a van together and we had a conversation about how the media inundates us with negative information and maybe we could come up with something that's a bit more positive. You know, we wanted a rallying cry for, uh, for optimists and, and that was really the origin of Life is Good.
1: Now, Bert and John, you're brothers. Yeah, we're brothers. Okay, and are there any other brothers?
2: There's, there's six, six kids. Two brothers and two sisters, so there's six of us.
1: There's six kids all together. Now, is everybody in on the company or just you two?
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. One more family member is enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. We I
2: love know. them. We love them all, but, uh, but there's only two of us in the business.
1: Okay. Got it. Now, I read your mom, Joan, was the optimist, but tell us about the bear.
2: Well, he, he, we, the bear is our dad, and, and he actually um, passed away in April. But, you know, he lived a good long life. He was uh, 94 years old when we lost him. And um, the last 10 years of his life, were were super happy. Our dad, uh, you know was a heck of a young guy. he went through a lot of depression when we were growing up. That's a central piece of the book that our mom's optimism helped our family overcome that right but in the autumn of his life, uh it was like he and my mom were dating again um really beautiful that they got to uh you know enjoy their grandkids together, and we're sad that we lost them but um Everybody goes someday, and uh, and we lost the bear. But he had a good life and a good
1: long life. The bear. And you say your mom was the optimist in the family.
2: Yeah. Do you want to talk yeah. about mom a little, JJ? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, um, we so as, per, we, as we mentioned, eight people, small house, slim salary for our dad. He was a blue collar guy, worked in a machine shop, and so the combo of the the economic tension there and this car accident that our parents uh, were both in near-death accident and and our mom came out of it okay with some broken bones but our dad was uh, severely injured and lost the use of his right arm so uh, he's a You know, skilled craftsman, you know, bottom line is it it really changed his temperament and his disposition and led to a lot of yelling and a lot of difficult uh, things in the house. But our mom was so resilient, and she was always getting us as a team to focus on the good. At, At dinner table, she'd look around at us and say, tell me something good that happened today to each of us. And it, you know, as simple as that sound, it changed the energy in the house. And it got us all riffing on something, you know, absurd or positive or funny. And, you know, we didn't realize it till we were adults, but that really was the foundation of life is good. I mean, we we stumbled along for five years, Bert and I, sleeping in that van, trying to sell T-shirts in college dorms. And we didn't have much success, but we we kept trying to learn from our... You know what most people would call failures, and we just looked at like all right the, we we got feedback that was not positive, but let's let's adjust something and come back at it tomorrow and you know after five years of doing that, we finally stumbled on something that that people um that that people responded to, and that was life is good yeah, but but interest. really Joan was the number one inspiration for life is good and and the first powerful optimist in our lives. And I think the you know a big thing that we learned, and it's what built the business, is that more people needed this optimism, you know. So all you know, three simple words, we're selling them in the street, and people bought it instantly. So we thought, wow, there's a big market here. There's a big gap in the market because people don't get enough opportunity to celebrate life and celebrate what's right and celebrate what they love. So um, it's kind of a really fun way to make a living. But all we need to do is listen to what people love and celebrate it.
1: I love on page 16, there's a picture of the two of you sleeping, you know, separately in your bunk beds. And then you traveled around for five years. Did you say sleeping in your van or in your truck? Yeah, 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 But you know what I have to say? I have <laughs> yeah. to say thank you to Bert and John Jacobs, founders of Life is Good, because you took what happened at your dinner table and you gave it to the rest of the world because it is impossible to look at a Life is Good t-shirt or whatever you may be selling and look at the drawings and the depictions and not smile and not think about something positive. So who came up with the first little drawing?
2: John, we, we did as a team, really. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we brainstormed and... and uh, and we put it up on the wall and it was our friends that pointed to it and said, you got to do something with this. And, and, uh, and you know, the biggest one lesson we learned and, and uh, was once Life is Good started getting out there, we got letters, sure, from people celebrating, we love, you know, hanging out with my dog or hiking or gardening. But these other letters from people going through tremendous adversity, you know, chemotherapy, losing loved ones, And they're the ones who have this elevated sense of gratitude and a great perspective on what really matters in the world. And that's where we learn really the true depth of our brand name. And that's what led us to create a kids' foundation to to focus on helping kids overcome poverty, violence, and illness. We, We really want all kids to get that chance to open their arms to the world and view the world like uh, like an optimist And today uh, today Casey we're we, you know it's the kickoff of a 60 day tour around the country and we're supporting children's charities we're going to raise over a million dollars on this trip and your listeners could really help we just want people to hashtag grow the good hashtag grow the good and then share with us. Tell us something good that happened today. And for every person who does that, we'll donate another dollar to kids who really need it. So real simple, hashtag grow the good. Tell us something positive. Tell us something good that happened to you today, and you'll be raising a uh, a dollar for a kid that really needs it. We will raise a minimum of a million dollars, and we're looking to beat that with your help.
1: And what's your website?
2: Lifeisgood.com. lifeisgood.com. Really everything we do, 10% of our annual profits goes to our Kids Foundation and that's really why we exist. To spread the power of optimism and to help kids in need and everything we do is there and Bert mentioned uh, that hashtag grow the good can also help us raise money.
1: John and Bert Jacobs, thank you. And Joan and the Bear, you raised some great kids. Can't believe the Life is Good brand is 21 years old already. If you'd like a copy of the book I can put your name in the drawing, email Casey at gmail.com that's k-a-c-e-y radio at gmail.com whenever you hear us talk about a book there's always a copy to share so let me know if you're interested okay are you ready to promote yourself it's time to think big after we get an invitation for a great night out
0: this is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email Casey Radio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show, information, fun, and inspiration.
1: does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley, and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here.
3: Hi, this is Fran Capo, adventurer, comedian, and author of Hopeville, The City of Light, The 44 Secrets to Happiness. Here's one of those secrets. As a comedian, I know the importance of laughter, and it's not just because I'm getting paid, although that helps. Learn to laugh at yourself instead of getting mad. Find something to laugh about every day, a cartoon, a past memory, your husband, a wife, anything, but make laughter a daily routine, as important as breathing. Don't take yourself so seriously and you will find life becomes less effort. Laughter creates a strong positive self-image. It can relieve stress. It can make you more pleasant to be around. It even enhances creativity and productivity. And adding laughter to your speeches and stories increases the effectiveness of your presentations. On the health front, it leads to a stronger immune system, lowers blood pressure, and a good belly laugh is the cardiovascular equivalent of 20 minutes on a row machine. Who needs a gym? There are even laughter clubs worldwide where people gather to laugh out loud. And the best part about laughter? It's contagious and you don't need to see a doctor. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Laugh more and loud. If you do, you will notice a change in your attitude and how the healing powers of laughter change every aspect of your life, especially romance. I'm Fran Capo, the world's fastest-talking woman, and if you like to laugh, come check me out at Roma's Comedy Show on Friday, September 18th at Cortland Town Center, 7 p.m. Doors open for dinner, showtime, 8.30. I promise I won't pick on you too much. Yeah, right.
1: Hi, it's Casey, funny lady Fran Capo. Now, she is somebody I would describe as relentless. She is living her brand, and she's always out there in the world trying new things, meeting new people. She would get along great with our next guest, marketing phenomenon Jeffrey Hazlett. He has a show on Bloomberg TV. I tore through his book on the treadmill the other day, and I have a copy to share with you, too, so you can learn his thoughts about being yourself and being successful, working from your core values and not wavering. Being a little irrational is not a bad thing, either, Be confident about who you are. That is at the base of think big and act bigger. Yes, Mr. Hazlett?
2: Well, it's
4: hard enough being me. Why would I want to be somebody else, right? Right. So, you know, being that story is the most important thing. Finally having the confidence. You know, I finally realized partway through my life is I'm me. Nike, I'm not going to be anybody else. So why not go with it? Someone, you know, I've had people say, "Hey, you you kind of like a Mack truck. Okay, get over it. You know, move out of the way, honk." honk. You know, and that's really what it is about. is being whatever the version is for you,
2: that's what's right.
4: You know, I sometimes speak with speakers, I speak with authors, I speak with people who try to get into the business because I have my own television show, my own radio shows, and you know, people say, "Well, how do I be that?" I said, "Look, people are going to tell you to do the business this way, one way." And I'm I'm telling you don't do that. Do it whatever way you want to do it, it doesn't make it's right or it's wrong. it just means it's your way and it could be more successful we get less successful but you know what it's your way and that's what I want people to be able to do in their business is to be relentless about being the biggest, baddest bolder version of you.
1: All right, what if you're a quiet person?
4: Then be the biggest, baddest, quiet person in a bigger pond. That's the key. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a quiet person. I'm married to a quiet person. She, and, but she's the boss. She's in charge. She's the one that I pay attention to. She's the one that I, makes me quiver and makes me scared and just by looking at me. That's okay to have that. Just be the biggest, baddest, bolder version of you in that regard. And there's nothing. I mean, just be you, but just be bigger at what you do.
1: Okay. And when you say bigger, what do you mean?
4: Well, in, in terms of what is it your own personal conditions of satisfaction? And that's, I want people to focus in on what are the three, four, five, six things that you want out of life? What are those things? You know, I have three guiding principles that guide me. One, I want to be able to, to to have fun. Two, I want to build wealth for my family. And three, I want to do things that are interesting or learn from. And those are the three things that guide me. And if I don't have those three things, I don't want to do them. And, and that's what I want you to have, is I want you to be able to have, what are my personal conditions satisfaction is me personally, or even, you know, as they relate to my business, what are the things that I want to be able to drive?
1: And you say for you, it's have fun, build wealth for your family and do interesting things.
4: You got it. Well, and then I also like, the, I got a couple other little personal ones. I like that, you know, I'm a, a part-time cowboy. I want to be a full-time cowboy someday, you know, like um, have, a, I,
1: have the ranch and the cows and the, all that.
4: I have some of that, but I want to be able to do it all the time, you know? I want a bigger tractor. I want a front-end loader. Things like that. Things that most people don't understand, but I do.
1: Right. (laughs) All right. So you're going to keep on with what you're doing until you grow into that?
4: Yeah, exactly. And then and guess what? Then I'll find a different version of what I want on that. That's a, continuously being relentless at the things that are important for you. So find the game that works for you. And, that, you know, that's, again, I can't, I can't be more adamant about whatever the game is that you want and how you want to be able to do it. Go do it. You know, people will say, geez, I wish I could spend more time with my family. Well, what's stopping you? someone putting a gun to your head and saying you can't spend more time with your family, you just need to be able to figure out exactly what you want to do and then make those decisions and get them done. Right. And it's about making choices. In business, we find that every day. In business, I got to make choices. Sometimes I I like them, sometimes I don't. But nothing's stopping me from making those choices. And I have to make those choices. So that's what you have to do, even on your own personal
1: business. And even if you're working really hard at a job seven days a week, if spending more time with your family is your goal, the first, thing to do is spend more time with your family when you can
4: exactly yeah put the phone down right but <laughs> quit, quit tweeting put it put the phone you know put we have we have phoneless dinners now between my wife and i where i've got to put the phone away you know i'm not allowed to look at things right. unless unless we say we should google that you know then i can go look at that
1: jeffrey hazlett our guest and he won my heart you did jeffrey on page 157
4: uh oh, I have to I have to go find that. What did I say? If
1: you can't afford to serve your people, you don't uh, deserve yeah. to have them in your business get out.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Serve others
1: and they will serve you back. Tell that story.
4: Well, I think that, you know, I've always found that you, if you give, 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 you get, 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 you know. And I, I am just still appalled today that, you know, I, I've been a Fortune 100 officer in a big, big major company with billions of dollars of budget. You know, I've been on Celebrity Apprentice as a judge. I've hosted my own show. And it, it, it amazes me how many times I get back to people and they say, oh, my gosh, you can't believe you wrote me back. I said, "What do you mean?" And they, they go, "Well, normally I don't hear back from folks like you." And I'm going, "Like, well, what are you talking about? You wrote to me, you know? Why can't we help others? Why can't we serve others? Why can't we take the time to do the things that we need to be able to do?" You know, I clean the bathrooms in my office, and not as you know, one is one because I like a clean bathroom, and two, I want to make sure everybody sees that if I do that, you can do anything. Right. You know, I if I ask you to go and clean up your office, you can't complain to me like that's I don't have time for that. I just clean the bathroom. Shut up. You and know? that and that's so, your
1: policy at your job, you clean the bathroom?
4: Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I have other people help clean the bathroom, too, but I go in on a regular basis now, and I always have, and clean the bathrooms, because one, I like a spotless bathroom, and two, and I do it for both men and women's, by the way, in our yeah. operations, um, so because I want people to see that that's a job that's, there's no job beneath anyone, and if I'm at, and I ask other people to do other chores, like, hey, help me take out the garbage. What do you mean? What do you mean I got to take out the garbage? The garbage is full. Let's take, let's take out the garbage, you yeah. know? Let's do this. Grab this table. Let's clean up. Come on, here. Here's some plastic go 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 do the conference table i do this all the time and it's a great way of being able to say we're going to take care of the stuff that we have by taking care of the stuff we have or who we are we'll take care of other people as well all right
1: you know you have another quote here it says i am not going to be the person who is going to have the funeral home call rent a pallbearer and then you ask (laughs) who will be at your funeral
4: yeah. Well, I mean, those are the people that are most important around you. So think I mean, I think about this thing like, you know, I don't want to be the guy that has to rent friends. I don't want to be the guy that has no one showing up. I want to be the person that say, hey, he was my friend. You know, he did things for me, and, and I'm going to remember him. You know, and that, that's what you, I think that's what you want to be, and I think that's the things that mean the most. The people that are going to be sitting around your funeral are the ones that really cared the most about you. So, well, you know, what's it say about you?
1: All right. Think Big, Act Bigger, the book, The Rewards of Being Relentless. Jeffrey Hazlett, our guest. Uh, you also say it's okay if you want to get ahead. Nothing is ridiculous if you're willing to employ a little irrational leadership.
4: What's that? Absolutely. Well, you know, I was sitting with a a leader of a company. I was doing a a show, television show, for my C-suite show on Bloomberg, and I'm in San Diego covering a company called Life Technologies. And the the CEO, Greg Lucier, was speaking to a group of Harvard Business School alumni, and they were a local chapter there in San Diego. And he was speaking, and he put up a slide and said, "Leaders must be irrational." I thought, "What?" And so I wrote that down, circled it, exclamation point, because I was going to grill him in the interview i was going to say what do you mean how can a leader be irrational if anything you got to be sane rational you have to be you know level-headed and then he said you know sometimes as a leader we tell people we're going from point a to point b but we really have to tell them we're going to c to get everybody to point b and then it made sense
1: uh, say it again we ate... yeah Go ahead.
4: sometimes we got to stretch we got to stretch we got to be a little bit more rational we have to be a little bit more you know craziness about about our culture, craziness about our values, craziness about our quality, our speed, our, our level of customer satisfaction, our sales, our growth, our, our, our net realized rates, or, you know, in terms of the revenue that we, we generate, you know, the profit that we generate, in order to get everybody to where we want to go. All right. So you, All right. you push it harder.
1: Show me a picture of that.
4: Well, you got to go from point A to point B, but we, what you really do is tell everybody, hey, a little bit further, point C is where we're really going. And so you and everybody thinks you're crazy for saying it in order to get everybody to point B.
1: So what would a point C sound like? I need you to make ten million dollars this quarter. It-
4: yeah, exactly. Or I need you to have this level of profitability. I need you to have a twenty-five percent more engagement with customers. I need to pick up three new channels of market. We have to launch two new products this year. You know, those are the ways in which you might be. And, and, and whereas one product, or you've doubled it, or you've you've gone beyond anything you've ever done. Kind of like a coach when you were playing sports would say, "Run one more, more lap" when you think you're going to die.
1: Yeah. I got it.
4: So this you way, never did. This you never way did. you're
1: sure everybody's gonna get off first base and head for second if you if you say the goal is third.
4: Yeah, you got we gotta hit third and we've gotta have four home runs in this game in order to win. Oh my gosh, has it ever been done? Certainly it's been done.
1: Absolutely. All right, we've got just a few seconds left. What's the most important thing you want to tell to the person listening today that uh, that doesn't think they can think big and act bigger?
4: Focus, focus focus get real clear on those things that are conditions of satisfaction for you personally for your family for your business what are the things that you want to have in this life and don't let anything get in the way so read the book and find out how to kill squirrels that distract you from that goal
1: but not really kill squirrels because they're cute
4: No, yeah they're cute but you know you got to kill those imaginary squirrels that pop
1: up gotcha what's your website
4: Hey, Hazlett.com, or you can go to thinkbigtour.com and follow along. And we're giving away a free trip to New York, VIP, celebrity status, first-class tickets, helicopter from the airport into the city, tickets on Steve Colbert, everything. Huge, huge. Thinkbigtour.com. Go there.
1: Jeffrey Hazlett. If you want to grow your brand, pick up his book, Think Big, Act Bigger. I do have a copy to share. Send me an email, and I'll put your name in the drawing if you're interested. And we have a couple copies of the Life is Good book, too, from the Jacob brothers. Caseyradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And here is something to look forward to for Friday the 18th, if you're in the Hudson Valley. DeChico's in Brewster is having a grand-tasting craft beer festival. Only 150 tickets will be sold. So if that sounds delicious, visit DeChico's in Brewster, New York, or find their page on Facebook soon. Cheers to you, DeChico's. And you can connect with me on Facebook anytime. Also catch the podcasts of the Health and Happiness Show on SoundCloud or KCRadio.com. And let me know what you'd like to hear more of on the Health and Happiness Show. Have a great week.
0: You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.